Okay, let's see what's news today. Uh, the morning paper blues, huh? Oh, bad, bad, worse. Wait. Uh-oh. No, good news. The General Assembly in Richmond is working on a law to help Dominion Energy customers. If it passes, it's going to lower the cost of electricity. Uh, let me see. Right here. Wow, you're right. It saves Dominion Energy customers at least $350 million. Is it law? Mm, not yet, but I sure hope it passes. Great. Now pass me the comics. Legislation being considered by the Virginia General Assembly strengthens regulatory oversight and saves customers at least $350 million. That means a savings of about $6 to $7 a month for the average residential user, according to the State Corporation Commission, the agency that regulates utilities in Virginia. It's common sense rate relief that helps us continue doing what we do best, meeting the needs of our customers. To take action, visit dominionenergy.com forward slash rate relief. Paid for by Dominion Energy. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, introducing the greatest top 10 show, The Movie Mount Rushmore, featuring the one AJ Anthony Jordan, the UK's favorite film critic, Nicole DeRoe, the silver screen dude. Hey screeners, how you doing? It's myself, the one AJ, Anthony Jordan. Ooh, you sound sleepy, AJ. Me too, Nico Luro. I Listen, listen, it's been a while. I'm just waking him up. I'm bringing him in slowly but surely, but I'm all good. Not to mention that I came in at five in the morning and it's, yeah. So, <laughs> it's so, just a few hours short of that. But no, I'm all good. I'm all good. We're here. We're back in the house. Things have happened, haven't they? In our lives. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. We can go into it. We can. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I'm engaged. Homie, homie's got a new job. No, 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 no. <laughs> Hence, why the absence? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Life has got in the way of life, people. That's the that's yeah. the way we're doing it. That's the way we're doing it. So this week is the the comeback show, and next week is an in celebration of show. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> that, that's the way we're doing it at the moment. So yeah, so this one, Nico, please, is in honor of for those who haven't read it and who just that hate you give that hate you give, which you've recently seen. I have. I was lucky enough to see. Did you give the hate to the film, or did you give love to the film? (laughs) I fell in between. Okay, actually, because the subject matter very interesting. Given that we now seem to be living in the world or slash the kingdom of Trump, where police brutality and violence towards minorities seems to be becoming more and more the socially accepted, which, by the way, is fucked up. um, This movie's relevant. Really fucking relevant. Do you know what? I'm gonna hit this one, and I, I, the UK people who are into their fitness may recognise this. I don't even know the guy, so I can't even say it. Mm. Um, just last night, well, early hours of this morning, I saw this video. This lady's pissed off her head, completely drunk. For those who are trying to figure out what I mean by pissed off her head, and um, she's having a go at this guy, a black guy. She's a white lady, black yeah. guy sitting on a train. And apparently, he's got a bag. She's like, oh. Move your fucking bag! You didn't pay for two seats or some shit like that or the other. And she's really having a go at him. This guy's insta famous, right? I don't yeah. know who he is. He's a personal trainer. He's got. A, we'll get into. It. I'll show you the video later. And here, this is the story. Just in this world that we're living in, it's quite fitting. Yeah. We're bringing this actually. You'll probably hear about it, considering how famous he said he's going to make her. So he's seen that this guy's getting all this abuse. So he's got up from the chair he was sitting in, and he's sat next to the the guy, like you know, take my chair if you want, kind of thing, avert all the trouble. And she started saying stuff like, I think he had money in his hand or something. She accused him of having drug money and stuff like that because he's a guy of colour with tattoos and stuff like that. And he goes, do you even know how I got this money? She goes, well, it probably is that, isn't it? 
that's what's happened. So he's filming her, and she's like, oh, don't film me. He goes, no, I'm going to embarrass you. This is, you know, this conduct's absolutely unacceptable. Next minute, the video cuts. The video cuts back again. Both gentlemen have been removed from the train because she's accused him of sexual assault. He hasn't touched her or said anything sexist. Right? Or degrading. And now they've stopped the train. This is the middle of the night. Two gentlemen have been asked and they're like, look, we've got witnesses. The whole train agrees I haven't done anything. Now, they've lo- he's coming back into London and they had to get off the train and everything just based on, yeah, racism. Ah, uh, it's bullshit, man. It was absolute crap. All right, no way. Ah, hashtag that world we live in. Mm. Yeah, status quo of make America great again, which basically seems to be counterproductive and taking us back to the freaking Stone Ages, but... You wouldn't think we're in the 21st liberal century, would you? Do you know, but here, this is, it, let's, let's look at the world for what it is. Everybody's equal. Everybody's got a right, which I'm not against, right? Not obviously. When sure. I say that, please don't think that I'm against it, because I'm all for everybody having the right to live their life the yeah, way they Yeah, but it needs to go both ways. No, 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 exactly. But the world has voted to make one country great again. We're in, a, in, in a world that we're meant to be looking towards unison, we... We point the finger at let's make you great again. Mm. Ironic. Yeah, yeah. Ironic. But the movie. Yeah. <laughs> Coming back to that, yeah. Um, so it deals with, uh, if you've seen the trailer, I'm going to fill those in who haven't. Basically, young girl of colour lives in a really rough neighbourhood, goes to a affluent school because they, they basically set the plot at the beginning where the school in my neighbourhood, you basically go there if you want to get killed or pregnant. So mummy sends her to more of a white school okay? mm-hmm. which she's fine with um, and she actually has a bit of a laugh with all the kids around her who are trying to be quite gangster and ghetto where she really is gangster and ghetto but she really plays up the oh hey girlfriend you know very very calm and mellow yellow um, one of she's at a party one of uh, her old old friends from back in the day her first love basically links up with her there's a gunshot that goes off at the party and they both scatter right now they're, they're driving home, the police pull them over because they're both black. Um, says to the kid, you know, get out the car. And compressed version in a really very, very believable, tragic way, shoots the kid because he thought he had a gun. And when he was going for a freaking hairbrush. <sighs> right? Now the whole movie is basically about, you got the one side saying poor policeman you know because of what he's put through in the aftermath of the shooting and you've got her side saying bit of justice required here police shootings even in a moment of you know panic are not an okay thing so that's that's what the movie's about at its core the subject matter is really interesting but the way it's made feels like it's been made with someone with multiple personality disorder because there's one moment where it's really profound and deep and, it, you know, it's, it's borderline tear-inducing, but then just before anything really dramatic happens, they sort of pull it back and go, oh, let's make it nice again. It's like, no, 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 you had me. Go, go the whole nine yards. So where the, for the subject matter, you know, it gets a very high score because it deals with it in a believable and effective way, but for its execution, I can't say that I love the movie. I'm going to respond to that later on. Okay. Because... I'm sure it's relevant to one of yours. Yeah. Right, okay. Yeah. I have a very strong feeling we can relate it to that. But that's interesting. 
And yeah, we'll talk about it because it, yeah, we'll leave it there. It's been previously discussed, so I think we'll just okay. further influence on it. If if I'm honest, I think that's the best way to go for it. But okay. if you're ready, I'm ready, mate. Let's... I am, but before that, <coughs> exactly. <coughs> Wet your whistle, get your timers up, people. Here we go. It's been a while. The Shakespeare of song. <laughs> <laughs> Here we go. Let's see if I can still do it. So for those of you tuning in for the first time, thank you so much for tuning in. Thank you. Please be sure to subscribe to us. Leave that five-star rating on iTunes. Leave a review and share this podcast with any movie fans that you may know. How does the movie Mount Rushmore work? AJ and I each pick a topic. We go our separate ways. No, 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 no. Give it a topic. This week we picked. This wasn't given. Okay, yeah, well, fair enough. If it's an Instagram... But we don't each pick a topic. We don't each pick... No, we pick a topic. Okay, there's a topic. Okay. (laughs) Sorry. <laughs> this week, we picked a topic. We went our separate ways. We come back in studio. We deliver to you, the silver screen dudes, our individual top tens. AJ will go first, delivering his bottom three. I will deliver my bottom three. AJ will then deliver his next two. I will deliver my next two. Then we will trade one apiece. If at any time, while we are rounding off our movies, one person has a movie in the higher position, that person will say, Punt! And we will punt and talk about that movie when we get to the higher position. Once we have both delivered to the silver screen dudes, that's you guys, our individual top ten list, we will create the movie Mount Rushmore. These are the quintessential, diverse, must-see four movies of this category slash genre. Indeed. Which this week is... Films that... The top ten movies about racial prejudice. That's the final way of putting it. (laughs) (laughs) Don't wing it, don't wing it. Stick to the title. That's that's the fancy art school way of dealing with it. You're number 10. Okay. We're going to go with the Did you just see my list? No. (laughs) We're good. Don't worry. I stuck to the title. We are going to go with the straight... Hey, the core of what... uh, The history of racism itself and prejudice. I'm going to go with slavery, tackling slavery with Django Unchained. I've started with that one. It shows... Da, 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 da. Go, go, hit me. Which uh, one are you going to hit me? It's my number nine. So okay. <laughs> All right. I thought you were going to be like, like, it doesn't qualify. No, 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 no. I was like, is it a punt or is it not a punt? It's it's not a punt. We can, we can talk. You know what? Let's stick to the rules. It's a punt. It's a punt. <laughs> punt. Okay. My number nine. It's, it's, it's a punt. Yeah, <laughs> it's a punt. My number nine, I don't know if you've seen this one. The Tuskegee Airmen. And I'm not the, talking Red the, Tails. The what, sir? Tuskegee Airmen. Tuskegee Airmen? You've seen Red Tails, right? No. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> Funny enough, neither have I. I went to the premiere, but I didn't actually get to go and see the film. Event? Come on. Were you producing the event? No, I was actually press. I had the chance to meet Cuba Gooden Jr. It was so funny because it was one of those days that I had the pass to go there. The TV station I went with was... I'm not going to lie, they fucked me up. <laughs> they, they were like, oh, some other guy's going to be there as well. They're coming with the cameras and the lights for you. So we had a camera anyway, but the lighting wasn't there. So it wasn't the greatest footage. And my interview with Cuba Gooden Jr. God, has God. never been seen by the world because of that. I didn't have a mic. The lighting was shit and we couldn't use it. <laughs> yeah, it was a killer. Um, yeah, so I was pressed, but I got a chance to hang with Cuba for a bit, which is real cool. So this is the Tuskegee Airmen. Tuskegee, okay, shoot. Right, you know Tuskegee is an area within the United States. I didn't, but thank okay. you for edutaining me. Okay, do you know the concept of red tails? No, I don't. Okay. Edu- <laughs> I'm going to edutain you. Edutain this is what we do, people. Hashtag edutainment, the silver screen dudes, for your pleasure. So the Tuskegee Airmen were essentially black airmen. Um, they, they were part of the Air Force, the American Air Force. Okay, yeah. But they were the defensive line. So where the, the white fighter pilots were 
going off to war with the Germans during World War Two. These guys were the defence line. They would be the first ones they'd send out. But what happens is they were actually really good. Like, air fighters. So, at first it was like, you know, send the niggas out. <laughs> Excuse me. <laughs> From a black guy, but yeah, send the black guys out. So, this was the first film. And the cast is actually really strong. Okay. You've got Terrence Howard, Cuba Gooden Jr. is actually in this, as well as Red Tails. And I believe Denzel Washington's in it as well. Ooh. But I just have to... Denzel liked his Rachel movies, doesn't he? <laughs> he, he? He does know how to appear in those. Yeah. And this one I just happened to have caught on Sky, and I think it was actually a TV movie. Without having seen Red Tails, I know Red Tails... Does it count? It may have had a film... I'll give it to you. Yeah. Okay. But it was... It was really interesting to see how, you know, it was like, yeah, what do these guys know about flying, like... How can they, yeah, you know, let's yeah, send them off. At least we've got that first line of defence, they'll go off. But these guys were actually defending the white airmen. They they were really good fighter pilots, you know? Right. And it, it was just one of those shots that at, at first you see a couple down and then these planes come up and these guys are just defending and actually taking out the Germans and they were really powerful. The fact that you've actually got two films behind it shows that it was, you know, all the pre- picture cool runnings of the... So you think you can handle our world, yeah? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, what do you guys think, you know? Okay. Yeah. Okay, here we are. And, you Just know, the cool that... runnings of World War Two. <laughs> yeah, and the, the, the respect is That's earned. That's a pitch. Built. That's you a know. pitch there. Yeah, it was a really... Sadly, it's been a while since I've seen it. I think this one came out in 94, so I can't tell you the full... And my history's not great, I'll be honest on that. But, yeah, it was a really... I remember watching it and being completely astounded by what came, so... Yeah. Okay. One to see. One to see. Your number eight? My number eight. Do the right thing. Oh, you haven't seen it? <laughs> it rings a bell. I might be having Spike a Lee movie. It's a Spike Lee movie about a Italian-owned pizza shop in the middle of Harlem, I believe. It's, in the it's called Do the Right Thing? Yeah. Haven't seen it. And so... As Is this the only Spike Lee movie in your list? Yeah. Is it really? Yeah. Okay. Do you know what? Spike Lee's an interesting character. I, I respect the films he makes, but I can't say I'm the biggest fan of the films he makes. Oh, I've got a Spike Lee. No, he's, don't get me wrong. There's, there's some, some big Spike Lee movies. But Ooh. when it came to like the racial challenge, this one was really interesting. So Spike Lee actually plays a character in this film. And um, as he does quite a bit, actually, he's a bit of a Woody Allen, isn't he? Yeah, <laughs> isn't he? <laughs> I'll, be, I'll direct myself. So, um... He, in this one, he goes up to the restaurant owner, Big Sal, who's got the big pizzeria in the middle of um, Harlem. Right. And it's like, in this restaurant, he's got all the pictures of all the famous white actors who have passed. And Spike Lee's whole thing is like, well, bro, like, you're in the middle of Harlem. Doesn't have to put a couple of black guys who've passed in here as well. Mm. It's like, no, it's an Italian restaurant. We're going to highlight our people kind of thing. It, it just really, in sh- it, what comes after that? Ensues, yeah, how do you know the word, people? <laughs> is that you've got this division now being created between the blacks and the Italians just based off of this, you know, they're now starting to boycott this restaurant because it's there. And then the racial profiling builds because it's like he doesn't respect the black people who support his shop by not wanting to put up their pictures. So then, you know, it becomes very territorial and it, beca- it builds. Oh, that's something. interesting. So it builds into something. The based story on what telling- you told me, I don't know where I stand actually. I see the right and wrong in both. You can see it. And obviously, with both sides, you've got the ultra prejudice of both sides. Sure, of course. Which builds the thing. And essentially, it comes down to just 
do the right thing. You know, it builds up. Those of you who've seen it knows what happens at the end. It, it, it gets a bit, yeah, it gets heavy. It gets heavy. It gets heavy. But the war kicks off, and then it just, yeah, it's a, it's a real interesting film. You know, sometimes for. I find it a bit bright sometimes. You know, some you know the colouring of a film just doesn't match the tone of the movie. Sometimes you're like, I'm watching it, I understand the message, but the, the cinematography behind it isn't... It's a bit contrasting, but it's I a good film. It's a good film. I hear you. Okay, I mean... I, <laughs> I've got a Spike Lee on my list, and I've got a Spike Lee as an honourable mention, so... Cool. Sp- Spike Lee's making a case already for the Russian War. <laughs> just saying. Uh, bear with me. I'm just bringing up the cast list for this first movie I have. Uh, here we go. Fuck off. Okay. So, my number 10 is quite a recent one. Hidden Figures. Do you know what? I haven't seen it yet. And I so wanted to catch it in time for this one. It, it's good. I found it a little bit drawn out and a little bit underwhelming, much like that hate you give. Um, but again, like that hate you give, the story at its core, really good, really, really good. Did you know the story? Yeah, the the late the female scientists of color who um, yeah worked for NASA, wasn't it? They worked for NASA in private. They were the ones behind everything, really. Right. And then basically, they, there's you've got. You've got the three main uh, actresses. You've got Taraji P. Henson. You've got Octavia Spencer, who you know her from Gifted. Yeah. Black chick from Gifted. Yeah. Brilliant. Yeah, yeah, and you've got uh, Janelle Monet. And these three form up a very interesting sort of three-pronged spearhead on um, racial profiling because you've got Taraji P. Henson, who's the one who goes and works for NASA frontline, basically, with Kevin Costner. Jim Parsons is in this. Okay. Ironically, playing a scientist. <laughs> well, what do you know, Dr. Cooper? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But he literally is Dr. Cooper, without the eccentricities. Sure. But it's the same thing, basically. <laughs> um, Octavia Spence is the one who figures out how to work their supercomputer. So she's like a computer scientist. And Janelle Monet, who's working on the actual uh, rocket side of things, so how to get the fuel to burn at the right temperature and everything, isn't qualified. But the only degree where she can actually get um, the qualification she needs is an all-white school. So she has to go in front of the Supreme Court and appeal to be the first ever black woman, and she gets it. So it's, it's this literally it's this three-pronged attack on NASA and on the space front about these amazing women who changed history, really. You know, it's because of them that we were able yeah. to send people into space. And the supporting cast, as I said, you've got Carson, you've got Jim Parsons, Mahershala Ali is in this. There's a very strong supporting cast. And what's nice is, I mean, there's some really vile racial shit in this, especially on Taraji P. Hansen's side. You know, when she's working in this all-white, all-male room, they've got, like... Because they don't want to touch the same cups and and uh, kettle as her. So they've got this separate little black coffee corner. And I'm not talking black coffee like the black coffee you no. drink. I mean coffee for the black person. And then there's no... It, it's brutal, mate. There's no toilets where black people are allowed to go in this building. Yeah, so yeah, she has yeah. to run, like, three buildings. And then it, you know, it builds up to this crescendo of Costner asking her every day, like, thinking she's a spy or something like that. You disappear with your papers every day for 45 minutes. What the fuck? You know, and then she basically has this outburst of, well, 
I need to do a certain amount of work that you guys throw at me so that I can get home to my family on time. It takes me 20 minutes to get to the bathroom, five minutes to do my business, and 20 minutes to get back. And in that time, I need to be running and writing and doing my business and writing at the same time. And then Costner basically has this big revelatory moment where he knocks down the whites only toilet sign. So it really has an impact on the sort of fabric around them. It's great. No, I I really want to see this. In terms of dealing with racial prejudice, Hidden Figures is on point. It's not, you know, it's my number 10. It's not my favourite. It's good. Uh, My number nine, Django. Yeah, Django. We, I mean, we've done Django. We have done Django. <laughs> we've done Django. I mean, it's a highlight. It's not the most revealing slavery movie out there. I'm no, fully it's fucking aware. on the nose. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it, yeah, you know, it, we're talking the graphicness that Tarantino delivers, mix of a hint of comedy, which you shouldn't really be doing, and you know, we're discussing slavery. But somehow but it, it works. It, it works. It works. And this is this is the key bit. You know, you you have your and it, it covers all areas. You've got yeah. House N, as I was about to say, played by Samuel L. Jackson. House got... N. <laughs> Every time you say that, it always makes you think House of N. I just, I just don't want to use the N word. But, you know, Jamie Foxx does what he does. Chris, Christopher Chris Waltz is amazing. Yeah. DiCaprio delivers, you know. You love who you love. You hate who you hate in that film. Correct. And you hate them and love them hard. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it, it generates the passion that you need. And yeah. that's why, for me... I, it, it showed what it had to show. I'm not going to lie, yeah. I haven't seen 12 Years a Slave. It's, oh, it's, it's a not... snuff movie, mate. It's a fucking snuff movie. Okay, yeah, that, that made it even better for me to have to say, but I don't feel any guilt for not, you know, having it on the nah. list. And I, it, it just hasn't approved it. I, I, have, I always have to take this stuff and put it down there because I know there's this big, oh, how can you guys? As a person of colour who's fully aware of everything we've been through, it didn't appeal to me. No, there's nothing I can imagine. There's nothing in it. It's like, a snuff I movie. I must see this. And I'm just, yeah, it's an hour and a half of black people being hung and whipped. Like, why do I need to see that shit? Yeah. Nah. Horrible. Mm. That? But you need to understand what they went through. Like, no, 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 no. Read a book. <laughs> you know what? You know what? No, 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 no. But this comes back to what we were talking about yeah. with your, um, that hate you give. Sometimes you need to show it. Yeah. You know, a picture's worth a thousand words. If you've got a thousand pictures, you're now really trying to understand what's gone through. Yeah. So in, in that respect, I'll give it, but I, I, sometimes yeah, but it's you, not, you've it's got not to be... done in a tasteful way. And someone would say, well, it's not meant to be tasteful. It's, <laughs> it's like, no, no. I'm talking about, not talking about the subject matter being tasteful. I'm talking about, there's ways to do things whereby you can get your message across sometimes viscerally. This felt like it wasn't being viscerally poignant. It felt like it was snuff. Do you, do you know one of the things? It felt, is, it felt voyeuristic. Again, that may work. And don't get me wrong. I probably there will come a time that I will watch it. Yeah, but and this this is this is very key to what I'm going to say here. Right? As a film, it's an hour of reviewer. Yeah. Crying. <laughs> but I, I just have to be real. Films are also escapism for me. And you have yeah. to sometimes be in the right frame of mind to be able to challenge that. And with the schedule I've had over the few years and how my schedule is just changed now in a way that I thought... You I'm need some have... joy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I can't do that. I'm not going to run to that straight away. Nah, I hear you. Yeah, so that's why Django's the one. So I don't want anyone thinking out of all the slave movies you picked, Django. Yeah, guys, 
That's yes. Just, yeah. That's just where I'm at yeah. at the moment. Yeah. I like Django. Yeah. And I'm going to raise that again because my number eight is District Nine. Okay. See you now. District. No, oh, District oh. Thirteen. You're thinking of District Thirteen, yeah. the French movie, Banlieue Treize. Yeah. Nothing to do with that. I, no, I knew that. I knew. I knew it was a, like a part of a franchise. No, 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 no. No, no, there is a second District 13. Yeah, 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 exactly. <laughs> District 13 too, not District 14. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. District um, 9 is amazing. It's a South African movie. No, I haven't seen it. Um, directed, oh, have I? Hear me, you might yeah. have. It's directed by Neil Blomkamp. Um, it's produced by Peter Jackson. He was had his name front and centre on this. Um, it's kind of... It's weird. I mean, and I think it's very relevant that they set it in South Africa. They've basically done with... Aliens, what apartheid was for black people. No, I it's fascinating. So, Charlotte Copley's in this. You, you know, Charlotte Copley from things. He's everywhere. He's in things like he was in Hor- um, Hardcore Henry. He was in um, The A Team. He, he was in. Uh, ah, that's... I've seen him. I've seen him. I know. By, by what you're telling me, I, the, the, yeah. <laughs> Charlotte Copley. Yeah, there. I know him. Okay. He was the king in Maleficent. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's there's your reference. <laughs> kind of. When in doubt, go Disney. Um, it works. Speaking of which, did you see the teaser for Aladdin? Yes. Woo! Interested. Interested. I'm, I'm down with that. Anyway, back to racism. Yeah. Um, <laughs> leave the Arabians alone. <laughs> exactly. I didn't so, mean that. I didn't mean that. That was a joke. You heard the giggles, people. We're challenging racism here. Yeah. Yeah. So... Um, fuck, I've lost my train of thought. District 9, sorry. So, yeah, it does for aliens. It does a, for, for aliens what apartheid was for black people, right? So, it's in South Africa. You've got these little shanty towns where the aliens who have come to Earth seeking asylum, basically, are segregated. And Charlotte Copley uh, is kind of the... Not policeman, but he's like the inspector who has to go through the whole town weekly and check that everything's in order. And basically what happens is he gets infected and he starts becoming one of these things. And so, yeah, it spins things on its head. So he now starts to see the prejudice that people have towards these aliens, which he was at the front of before. So it spins it on its head completely. It is an action movie at its core. It's high octane, but it's about racism. Like, the same way X-Men is about racism. I hope I didn't ruin anything on your list. No, 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 no. Can I be fair? I thought about it, and I was almost going to put my least favourite one in there, Days of Future Past, because that one deals with the segregation the best. Yeah, yeah, Of all of them. Although it's not my favourite X-Men movie by any means, but it deals with segregation well. So I thought... AJ will probably do it. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. Because what three things are sure about AJ? <laughs> yeah, but no. Sometimes I have to draw the line, Pete. Sometimes I have to draw the line. You know. But X Men uh, at its core was written as a critique of racial. Do you know, do you know who I'm based on? Don't you? You know who Xavier and Magneto are, don't you? No. They're meant to be. Um, it's going to be like Malcolm X. Yeah, it's and Malcolm X. And Malcolm X. And, Ma- uh, Martin Luther King. Ma- yeah, it is, isn't yeah, it? Does it MLK, yeah. Me. Magneto being Malcolm X, yeah. the more yeah, radical. radical. Yeah, of the two. That, that's what... It's so, so, so I'm for, actually spot on here. So, yeah, so for all you um, Clang members out there who love the X-Men, you're worshipping... Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> I was about to use the N-word again. <laughs> yeah. I would have been poignant. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
But no, yeah. District Nine, and I, I think it's a movie that it's become it's becoming more and more cultish. Like it's gaining a cult following. If you haven't seen it, check it out. No, and it's kind of it's not handy cam, but it's shot almost in I a handy cam. I've seen the trailer because I know that kind of yeah. It's really ringing. I just yeah yeah. It's cool. It's a cool watch. I've only seen it the once. So I'm going off memory here, but it's a cool watch. Interesting. You're number seven. This one is going to be an interesting one because it's been mentioned before. Right. Set in France. Latin. Of course. That is a massive pun. Okay, cool. <laughs> that is a pun and a half, my friend. No problem, no problem. You're number six. Why number six? You probably, I don't know if you've seen this, it was all over Sky when we were kids. Ray Liotta, Whoopi Goldberg, Goldberg, Karina Karina. No, okay. not, not no. even heard of it. Do you know? Oh, God, there's that film with an otter. Ray Otter? No, not Ray <laughs> <laughs> Nice play. Ray Otter the Otter. Um, actually, I think it's the same kid who was in Waterworld. I can't remember her name. Oh, that damn one. Yeah, I'm sure yeah. it's her. Do she... Triple Horny? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we can work with that. <laughs> All right. <laughs> My man. So, um, yeah, this one, Ray Otter plays the father, the widowed father to the young girl. Right. She has become a mute since her mum has passed away. Okay. So she doesn't talk, and he's obviously got a job. He works for an advertising company or a cigarette company. I can't remember which one it was. But I remember it was cigarettes quite heavily influenced in this. Advertising and for cigarettes. This is it. It was, it was either advertising for cigarettes or it was just a cigarette company. And what happens is she, he's now trying to find someone to look after his daughter. Hmm. Nanny after nanny, just there's no connection. And eventually comes the black daddy, who is Whoopi Golden. And from there, the, there's a excuse me, there's a bond that is built, right? And he's like, this might actually work. So then she start, you know, she's making the journey, and everyone starts to frown. That, okay, there's the the black nanny didn't really bother them, but they can see the bond that she's like becoming a mother figure to this child, and the relationship she's having with Ray Liotta is becoming closer as well. She actually gets the kid to talk. Oh, without, nice. Yeah, without actually like getting into spoilers. She, she, she makes the child believe in life again and magic. But then the, the neighbours start to look like this oh, yeah, lady. Of course, yeah. of course. And that, that starts to build the prejudice. But what's really interesting in that is we're talking in a similar time to like the hidden figures. Yeah. Where the prejudice is there. And whites live one way, blacks live another. The young girl, because Karina's got life that she has to do, sometimes she has to look after family, friends, or what have you, you know, while they're going to work. She brings the young girl to, to experience the black side of life. So she's learning different cultures, and they're learning different stuff, you know. And it really so builds up. up I know, it's so sad, but... This one was really good because it was quite positive. Obviously, it had the stereotypes and, oh my God, is there going to be a relationship here? Like, she's got the kid to talk. You can see the bond between the nanny and the dad. Yeah, yeah. But it's a really cool movie. Sounds cool. It's really nice and it's warming. It's actually really heartwarming. For once? Yeah. (laughs) It's still got its parts that you're like, ooh. But it was a nice movie. You know, I was a kid when I saw it. I kind of caught it again not too long ago, but I can't remember. I think it's based off of a book if I'm honest. I think mm. there is a book out there. But the film's a really nice movie to watch. You know, Whoopi just delivers that magic to this kid's life. That missing magic from not having mum around and 
you know, dealing with the trauma of losing mum, she just lets the child be a child again, which is really nice. Like, there's a part where the they're, they're, they're driving and the red light comes along, and she's like, right, I hate when red lights come. Can you do me a favour? On free, blow with me, and we'll change it green. And, you know, stuff like that, she blows it, and it's, it goes to green, and the kid's, like, all astounded and stuff That's like cool. that. It's really nice. It's a really nice movie. That sounds cool. Yeah. That was your six, yeah? It was indeed. I'm pretty sure my seven's going to be a punt. Remember the Titans? Screw it, it's my number five. It's a punt, then. <laughs> what? Oh, yeah, 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 because you've still got more to go, indeed. Um, my number six, so it's a pun, yeah? Yeah. Yeah, my number six uh, came out this year, and... This is the one that you've praised and I haven't seen oh, yet. fucking hell. I prefer this movie to Avengers Infinity War. It's not my favourite movie of the year. That still goes to Isle of Dogs. Okay. Um, I know, it's crazy to think of stop-motion animation <laughs> In a year where we've had Deadpool 2, Sicario, all Josh Brolin, Avengers. <laughs> Mr. Brolin, you've done well. Yeah, yeah no, yeah. Hey, this is the year of Brolin. This is the year of Brolin. Um, now, and it, so far, Isle of Dogs is my favourite movie. This is a close second. And people were mixed about this. I can't quite get my head around why. It's Black Klansman, Spike Lee. Yeah. It's got uh, what Denzel's kid in it, David Washington, and yeah, he's learned a few things from Daddy. Okay, he's good. Like he's really good. He's not Michael B. Jordan good. He's who's, not Daddy who's, good? But he's he, not he's Daddy there. good. But he's there. Like this kid's got a future. Like holy shit, this kid's got a future. Has he got two sons? Has he got two sons? Is it one? Is, or is this guy transitioned from NFL to acting? I'm not sure. Because I know he had a son who was an American football player. I don't know is the answer. Okay, sure. Um, but it, Black Klansman is fascinating. It's a true story. Um, <laughs> it's just, it's, it's unreal that this fucking happened. It's, it's about, I think it's in Colorado. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it is in Colorado. So it's the first black man to become part of the Colorado State Police Force. And he wants to, obviously he's got, not a mean agenda, but he's got an agenda where he's fighting for equality a bit more. The police in the department aren't particularly bad to him, actually. They're really not. Like, that's why I thought the racial was, hatred was going to come from. They're not. Like, there's a few moments where they look down on him, but realistically, he, he's, he's so good at what he does. He just likes it. Back in line. Yeah. Um, and he works in conjunction with Adam Driver, a.k.a. Kylo Ren, um, Who's really fucking good in this. And he, I didn't realise quite how much of a large human Adam Driver is. Like, there's scenes where he's next to everyone, like, he towers above him. Yeah, you can see he's the height. You, I, yeah, big, I, I kind of realised realize he had height, how much I didn't... No, he's yeah. big. Big, big, big. Um, but yeah, it's about him and Adam Driver and integrating into the Ku Klux Klan. Right? So basically the first black Klan member. But obviously... They're not always wearing their stupid fucking hoods, are they? So what they do is that he's got a very, you know, deep American black voice. But he gets to put on this. Think like what Eddie Murphy did yeah, in his yeah, yeah. comedy. Oh, well, you know, he, the, the white man voice of America, you know. He does that while calling the fucking head of the KKK, Winston Duke, played by Topher Grace, who's brilliant as Winston Duke. I, yeah. I, you know what? Did we mention it on screen or was it... Pre- no, it was off-screen. It's pre-screen, it? wasn't yeah, it? Pre- yeah. yeah. Um, pre-recording. Screen. Don't defend his Venom performance. No, no, no. I'm not, no, but I was just saying, like, 
in comparison, like he's a good actor. Let's let's not bring up the venom. Yeah, yeah, let's he, not. He, Topher's actually a really good actor. Topher's yeah. strong. I really he's do just like not, him, a, yeah. not Eddie. He's Never just, so miscast. Yeah, he's a um, but I so he on the telephone. Um, Washington is basically spewing all of this racial hatred, trying to get integrated, right? But then the person he actually gets integrated is Adam Driver. So it's like, here's your white front man, and here's me pulling the ropes at the black at the back. And they basically it's trying to bring down the KKK. And mate, this story is tense. It's funny. It's fascinating. It's filled with racial hatred, as you can imagine. Um, it's clever. It's it's bewildering to think that this thing actually happened and it ends in such a way where I've, I can't remember the last time I was in a cinema where it went silent and everyone was just like in silence like <sighs> to be fair you must have had that twice this year then. yeah yeah that, that, that left the world quiet that except me in the cinema going yes <laughs> Because I, I didn't think they'd do it, right? Yeah, yeah. I, I remember. No, no, this yeah. was this was a more more of a silence. Okay. What they did was so clever that in on the back end of everything they've just been through, they then play some of the Ku Klux Klan's recent attacks, followed by Donald Trump saying that, oh well, you know, they're not all bad. And then there's the flag of America displayed, and it fades to black and white leaving the American flag up there just to say, this is what we've become now. It's segregated. This is America. It's, it's so powerful, the ending, that it just makes you go, holy shit. Do you know one film that I always say stuck to me with a powerful ending, just that the film was very bland? Spotlight. Yeah. Spotlight always had a touching ending. Yeah. It just, the film needed more. But yeah. Spotlight bored me. It bored me, but it interested me. That's the thing. And this is where we come back to the how you challenge. It shouldn't have won Best Picture, Spotlight. That should have been The Room. Uh, Not The Room, Room. (laughs) Funny that, yeah. yeah. You seen The Disaster Artist yet? The Disaster, what? The The Franco one about The Room. No, no. But apparently it's on YouTube now, apparently. For anyone looking to find The Room. He's posted. No, I'm not surprised. Yeah, it's uh, the the actual director's posted it up. Like, yeah, it's on my page. Learn his name, boy. <laughs> Tommy Wiseau. Tommy Wiseau. That's the one. Yeah, it's been a, it's been a busy week. <laughs> I just caught I just caught the the headline that is out there. He's. Do you know what? I'm just going to throw it out there. The room is probably the worst film ever made. It's either that or Tom Green's Freddy Got Fingered. It's probably the room though, just because it's so next level bad. Do you know what really bugs me with that? Tom Green. Well, Tom Green, I, I couldn't stand. I, yeah, even, even when I, it was, I never understood how Drew, what Drew Barrymore threw in him. I, thought, I don't want to be bad to anyone. Big cock. Maybe <laughs> him or the actual gender. No, him. <laughs> <laughs> but I just not his organ. No, I just always remember everyone in school being all over that movie. So many people being all over that movie, and I never I got hated it. it. It's couldn't stand it. Terrible. So I'd never expect to hear that on a silver screen thing. You know? No, it's him and with Feral. Will Ferrell, yeah, 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 absolutely. But no, The Room is pretty much universally the worst film agreed to be ever made. And yet, it spun a book. And yet, it spun a movie okay. by the Franco brothers, yeah. which made a fortune. And yet, ten years after its release, it's still in cinemas. The Room is still in cinemas. It still has midnight screenings and people are still talking about it. And it has a cult following. Yeah. And when the disaster artist 
was released and got it all its awards. Tommy Wiseau was up on stage with Franco at the Golden Globe. So as far as I'm concerned, he did it. Yeah. Doesn't matter that it was a bad movie. He made that film profitable and it's still, it's so relevant. Like, people aren't talking about Avatar anymore. No. People aren't talking about Room anymore. People are still talking about The Room. Yeah. People aren't talking about the big shorts anymore. Yeah, And that exactly. was two years back. Yeah, that, you know? that says a lot. This is a, a ten plus year old movie and it's still being spoken about with such like passion. negative passion. Yeah, <laughs> it's weird. The world is a he, weird place. He did it though. The world is you, a in weird a weird, place. weird world, he did it. You're number five. You're number six. <laughs> that was Black Landsman. Oh. My so number seven was one. Num- yeah, that's the one. Your number. Remember the Titans. Oh, it's good. Oh, it's good. Oh, it's good. good. But we've done this in your Yeah, we've done it, guys. I mean, it's essentially... Check out Adenzel Podcast. The black black American football side... The the black half of American football team and the white side of American football team coming together and building a bond. I Yeah, I... I don't want to bore the one. I feel really bad for those who have tuned in for the first time, but I can't bore the ones who have tuned in religiously. First rule of business, keep your existing customers yeah, happy. exactly. So. I'm, sure some, <laughs> I'm sure some of you would love to hear us talk about it again, but I can't even take a fresh spin on it if I tried. Yeah. <laughs> it's good. It's a, race, it's a racial stereotype sports movie. Denzel's a coach of a football team, and he changes the town's opinion about black people at the end. <laughs> <laughs> That's the one. That's the one. Okay. And that's doing an incredible disservice. I know. It's not just. It's not just. All right. My number five. It's an old one. I've gone classic here. Gregory Peck. Proper old. Yeah. To Kill a Mockingbird. Okay. Hit me. Okay. Not Greg- read the book or seen the film. I'm going to put it out there. Read the book? You've not read no, the book or no, seen no. the film? Mate, it's wonderful. It's on Netflix. No excuse to not watch okay. it. Okay. Um, it's an old, old one. Um, what's fascinating about it is that at its core, it's dark, but you never see the darkness. You, the darkness is just a presence that you feel in the background, all right? Gregory Peck plays the father of two kids, um, and I'm shooting myself for not being able to remember their names now. Um but the kids, essentially, they just spend their summers moving around town. And then there's this buzz around the town because Atticus, played by Gregory Peck, who's a lawyer, is defending a black man who he believes has been wrongly convicted of rape. Okay. Okay. And you, the court case scene is, is, is brief, but the whole story is seen through the eyes of the kids. So there's a real innocence to it, which is quite refreshing. Instead of having, you know, this somber, hard-fisted reality approach that a lot of these racial stereotype movies have, you're seeing this all through the eyes of a kid who's, you, you know, they, they, they did this, I'll give you some context. They did a fascinating YouTube video recently, or I think it was a BuzzFeed video, where they put all these kids of different um, racial backgrounds, minorities, white kids, the whole lot, in a video together, and they started saying to the kids, how's he different from you? And the kids were coming up like, he's taller? He wears glasses? His mummy picks him up before me? They don't see colour! They don't see that shit at that age. Which is kind of beautiful and sad at the same time to think that they learn that shit. Um, Do you know what I really love? Was, uh, I saw a picture on Instagram once. There's a black kid and a white kid, best Mm. friend. And they both got the same haircut to try and confuse their teacher. 
Yeah. Like, to tell you how much they don't see it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I thought that was really sweet. But. It is sweet. And that's that kind of sweetness is kind of what... Well, it's not kind of. It is what prevails throughout this movie. Like... It's the time where, you know, the N-word is thrown about willy-nilly. So even the kids are saying it. Um, you know, there's a one stage where um, I think she's called Scoot. It's going to drive me freaking crazy that I can't remember the daughter's name. Anyway, the daughter asks Atticus, uh, like, Daddy, what's a N-word? And he sort of looks at her. And this is the time they're in, but he still turns around and goes, don't, don't use that word. You know? Um, so he is obviously the moral compass, the moral heartbeat of the movie, but you see the whole thing through the innocence of a child under the belief that children don't see colour. So her whole thing is, is he guilty, is he innocent? It's not, is he guilty because he's black? Mm. You know? Yeah, it's quite wonderful, and it's told very slow-paced, you know, it's lots of kids you know, having their adventures during the summer times while this really heavy court case is going on in the background. Mate, check it out. Yeah, I'm intrigued. I'm intrigued. Check it out and Gregory Pack. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. You're number four. Oh, 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 ladies and gentlemen, he's sitting up. Uh, is it redemption? <laughs> I feel like there's some redemption here. Go on. A few episodes back. I was accused of denying the Holocaust. Right now, I am going to say that Schindler's List has made the list. It's going on before also. Well played. Well played. So you've seen it now. Yes. Finally. Yeah. We, Finally. Yeah, it's been a while. I am not the dying of the Holocaust people. <laughs> Very touching movie. You it's, know you were going to get it hard. This <laughs> if that movie didn't make this list, that would have been it. Yeah, yeah. yeah it would have been out. Because I remember before, I had this speech ready for you. <laughs> I was ready. Yeah. No, no, no. It was going to be it, a it, catch double <laughs> <laughs> that would have probably been the last show. I know we would have had the hate mail coming in like, no, now you're pushing it. <laughs> now you're pushing it. You've been warned. Spielberg's <laughs> seminal movie about the Holocaust yeah. is not the And it's like, well, no, that's this podcast unsubscribed from. <laughs> you're allowed to get away with it before. No, you're not. not. When no, you're not. <laughs> when we were talking about an actor, that's one thing. Now we're talking about racism yeah. and you choose to deny what the Jews went through. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> that would be it. Oh. oh, you remembered the black movies, didn't you? Yeah. yeah. Well done, you. No, <laughs> <laughs> oh, what a movie. It's a hell of a movie. What a movie. It's a hell yeah, of a movie. You know, it, it's, it's strong. It highlights. It's touching. It immerses you. Yeah. You, sadly. It's not yeah. one of those like, yes, it's what you're in there. No. It's like, man. I mean, you are in there. You are in there. You are in there. But it, it's one of those things that you're just like. It, you know when you say you hate the world? Yeah. The, the, the shit that this world has delivered and put people through? Yeah. This is one of them. This is yeah. one of them. But. I it's always good to have too. exactly. This is what it is: is to have good people in the world, you know. Because you have you have a belief system, but he doesn't start out as good. No, but it's no, no, no. But you can be. My number one will touch on that as well. 
You don't necessarily have to start there, but if you're willing to make a change, it's, it, it, it's the end result. You can do a lot of stuff. The end result, I believe, is what counts. I, yeah? Know, yeah. I, you, can, you can be a, a total a-hole. Sometimes you can be a good person. Just like, doing your own yeah. thing. You know, it, there are so many ways of looking at stuff. It, look at the, the, the content of the film that we're talking about. Do you feel sorry for the cop or not? He was doing his job. But he made a mistake. No, but I'm saying these are the... I'm sure before that he was a good cop. I'm going to touch on it a bit more later. Okay. You can be a bad person or a good person doing a bad thing. Out what your number one is. Oh, there's only one for me. Yeah, in my mind too, but... Well, we'll see. Yeah, but anyway. Anything you would like to add? No, I think... Yeah. For, your, for your first time, I think that's very good. Thank to, you, to, to, to quote the great one, Finally! <laughs> <laughs> that was my number four. Well, we'll go straight into your number three then. Man of Honor. Ah, to damn it. <laughs> I was not forgetting that twice. It's that was the one I... Yeah, no, it's an honourable. Okay. Because my next three are just... You can't touch them. But. Okay. One of them... Yeah, I, I know you're going to kill me for. Yeah. <laughs> it was quite um, low in my list. Men of Honor... You knew it wasn't going to... Yeah, no, there was well, no way I was going to I either knew it twice. was going to be on the list or I knew this was going to be the other speech I had. <laughs> twice? <laughs> no. That's no. what I said. Catch, doubly do. <laughs> no, no, no. This, the, Cuba Gooden Jr. once again and Robert De Niro. This is about the oh, this first... Oh, hard to watch. Oh, man. I've... Again, it's when you picture a... Funny, like... When you're talking about World War II or war... Yeah. What people of colour had to go through. You know, what people had to... You've got what the Jews had to go through. What you have to go for... In order... Put it this way. To defend your country, you still have to prove yourself. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Really? Like, this guy went through everything just to join the Marine Corps. Literally everything. And this was a journey and a half and every challenge. And again... <laughs> It's one of those things where you see the stereotypes. Yeah. I mean, there is no way you believe that you're actually going to be a Robert De Niro fan, characters fan in this movie. You're like, this guy's an ass. Yes. He's a dick. And the perseverance, the perseverance that people get in Judas' character go through. It's great, isn't it? Nothing. I, oh, nothing but admiration. It's Nothing but so brutal what he puts him through. Because the fuck with someone while they're underwater, is and, th- and, and the thing is, we have to realise as well that a lot of this stuff is, it was so old that technological advancements means you can go underwater with equipment that's nowhere near what he was carrying. No. So, like, those stuff are like, really? You're going to make a man do that? Yeah. Like, we're not even talking like you're putting him for a challenge. You're probably trying to kill him. Yeah, it was it was that far. Yeah, yeah no, it was for yeah. me. There was more than one attempted murder. Yeah, that. yeah, legit. Like, All right, keep trying. I will kill you before I let you join. Yeah, and yeah, in the end, it was like if you can't beat him, join him. Like, right, you, you've proved it. <laughs> if you're gonna do that, all right, welcome. <laughs> yeah, I think you said it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay, your number three, sir. Justice nique sa mère, la haine. Oh, this movie! <laughs> this fucking movie! It is! You look, this is one of the few movies, I think, where you look across the board. It doesn't matter if you're on IMDb, Metacritic, Rotten Tomato, Critic, and Audience Scores. This movie is a 10 out of 10 everywhere. Yeah. There's, look, Watch Mojo everywhere. This movie is a 10 out of 10. There's, there's, 
It's flawless. No, no, it is one of those. It is one of those movies that has. And what I like is, it's not American. It's straight. Like it's all French. It's, it's and it's real. real. It's it real. Was shot it's raw. during the yeah, riots. Exactly. It's like, raw. It's how raw. how raw do you want to get? Like so, for those of you who don't know, the riots in Paris that happened in the nineties happened when a young kid from the, from one of the banlieues, which is one of the districts of Paris, got killed and. People lost their shit. A bit like Rodney King. It's kind of, it's, for those in America, do you know the Rodney King story? I know the Rodney King story. Yeah. So it's very similar to that. It just ensues. <laughs> Even a bit like the Tottenham rights, essentially, if you think about it, at the core, it's based off of a... Did that start off with racial hatred, though, the Tottenham riots? Mark Duggan got killed because they thought he had a gun. They stopped him, thought he had a gun, shot him, killed him. In England? Yeah. Who shot him? The police. We don't, the police don't carry guns. They do sometimes, though. But he was killed. No, our police don't carry no, guns. No, no, not standard police. But there are times ah. armed police come out. Right, right, And this right, is the right, situation. Right. I believe, but anyway, he got killed. And, you know, they, they believe they planted the gun. There's so no, it's America. <laughs> our police don't carry guns. You don't need a gun, people. And the one time they do, people lose their mind. Yeah. That's an appropriate reaction. It shouldn't be you turn on the news and black man gets killed by police. Uh, again. Change the channel. It's yeah. like, no! Yeah. You riot for that shit. Yeah. You don't just take it as the norm. Yeah. That's what this list is about. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> In a nutshell, thank you very much. Well, well sold, yeah. But yeah, so it's, yeah. Latin. Um, French movie directed by Matthew Kesovic, who you'll know if you've seen Amelie. He's the love interest in Amelie, but he happens to be the director in this movie. Powerful. It stars a very young Vincent Cassel. Like, I'm talking 18 years of Vincent Cassel. Young Vincent Cassel, playing a Jewish kid called Vince. Um, stars two other young kids, but nobody's really, they're not, they don't have names, but one represents the black part of society, one represents the very, very prevalent in Paris, North African part of society. And it's kind of their life post-riots, so their life in the, literally, literally in the aftermath of the riots, where people are sort of hanging around on roofs, and the mayor's walking through town trying to calm everything down, and people just aren't having it, and pretty much every time you see a policeman on camera, there's like this tension, like you think it's all going to kick off, most of the time it does kick off, and the movie paints a picture in a way whereby it's so violent the way some of the street kids behave, and it's so, as you said, appropriately raw that two thirds of the way through the movie you start to question who's right and who's wrong but then something happens with the police and you're like yeah and we're back to the beginning again this is the this is exactly the problem yeah yeah but the core of the message is not just about racial prejudice it's about you know the message is hate breeds hate la haine produit la haine hate breeds hate yeah. don't hate it's not either it's, not it's just thing. not needed. Yeah. If you're going to hate, hate Trump. <laughs> well, as, as a com- there's a charity organisation out there. I'm not trying to plug anyone. Love music, hate racism. Yeah. I'm down with that. <laughs> I'm down with that. You know, there's... Not that he's listening, but to any Trump supporters out there, evil people build walls. Smart people build bridges. Yeah. Yeah. Suck on that. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't even want to get political into that side, but nah, that, 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 part, nah, that part is quite fitting. Very fitting. And number two? 
This is when I was talking about. I know you've left my number too off. I can feel it. But go on. This is where I, I was when we mentioned the exposure and how America could appreciate stuff. This film was my number one when we talked on Sumble Cast. Crash. Oh shit! I forgot Crash. Damn, good shout. Great shout. Crash. Now, now, do you remember what I said when we mentioned it? How it was hated across the world, and as I said, in I, I believe it was that. Uh, this is why I come back. To, Have you read up a bit on the hatred? Like people slamming this movie. I, I, I just I haven't read the hate, but I I, I kind of saw where people just weren't appreciating. I was like, but not just like people who are sort of associate themselves with the right wing and the Republican side of things. I'm talking about educated, well grounded yeah. film critics hate this movie. They're badly executed, so obvious and on the nose. I'm like, it was a good film. Do you know? I I really hate talking spoilers. Yeah, yeah. I really. What is that? That 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 would all, that's always my scene. That's always my scene. That that's one of the most emotional scenes I've okay. ever taken. Okay, but we're talking about that hate you give, yeah? The cop. Hmm. Think of the cop in Crash. Matt Dillon. No. Matt Dillon. Yeah, Matt Dillon's one of the cops. The other cop, his partner, Ryan Felipe. Ryan, yeah, exactly. Ryan Felipe's character. Oh, I don't. Yeah, fuck. I just now, remember that now. Boom. Now, do you see what I'm talking Jesus about? Jesus. When, when you talk about good doing bad, bad doing good, yeah. I I don't want to spoil it for anyone who hasn't seen it. Yeah, that yeah, 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 yeah. But that's why the movie works so well. I don't get how people don't like it. Ryan Felipe's character was like. And you're like, no, not you. You done like, fucked up. Really? Like, out of all things, you, you, you see, there were so many arcs in this film, and that was the one that you just didn't want to happen. Like, bro. Yeah, he was the good yeah, one. Yeah, yeah. And it's like, you fell for it. Yeah. You fell into the trap. Yeah. You, no. Yeah. No. It fucking, it punches you in the stomach, yeah. doesn't yeah. it? Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah, and th- this is where I come back to those. There's that part of it, and it's that when it's in your face. And this is why, when you're saying it's bipolar, I think to avoid getting the hate that Crash had, you 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 go there and you're like, no 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 no, let let let's pander to people. We're showing them what it is, but we're not gonna we'll we'll, we'll pull the brakes on it now because I don't think the world's fully ready sometimes to accept you can you you fucked up, you done fucked up. Yeah, and that's what I loved about Crash. It could show you. Crash, Crash is was very nearly my number one. I, I get it. Yeah, it should be the resounding number one. I mean, if we don't have the same number one, I'm going to eat my shorts. But <laughs> that's really, really yeah, down, yeah, yeah. But yeah, no. But Crash, Crash. To me, as much as I had to give that number one because the film is just brilliant. This film, I don't actually believe anything else tackles prejudice from all angles better. If I'm no, I'd probably agree with you, yeah. actually. Yeah. Because it covers everything. Every, all bases. From every Both angle. sides of the cops, yeah. the, the, the minorities who are high up in society, the minorities who are low down, the illegals. It everything. goes everything. Yeah. Yeah. At street level, yeah, it really does cover everything. Yeah. You're quite right. Quite right. Well said. <laughs> yeah, it crashes big, man. <laughs> okay, you're number two. <laughs> My favourite movie of all time, The Green Mile. You see... I was... It is racial prejudice. It is. But it's more than that. Yeah, and that's where I was... was, It's an honourable. It made my honourable because I was like, 
Remember the whole thing. When you take it to its core, yeah. He's in prison because he's a black man. Yeah, and that's the pro- that is it. That is the problem. Yeah, that like, is the core of it. That really. was basically that. You know, this isn't giving away a spoiler. Michael Clark Duncan, R.I.P. R.I.P. Big R.I.P. Um, who is found with these two girls, bloodied, heads crashed, crushed in, crying. He's a bit of a simpleton, so it's very the, the educated Lenny? assumption is very Lenny very, from Mice yeah. and Man. Yeah, killing the dog and killing the girl. It's very much yeah. like, don't talk, don't talk. Yeah. yeah, it's very much like that. So the assumption from the intelligent people, of which there are few, is that he did a Lenny. The assumption from the majority of the people are, he's black, he killed them. Yeah. Either way, he's fucked. Exactly. Like, the, big the crime large, has been done. Big, large, yeah. country black man in the thirties. Yeah, you're fucked. Yeah, there's right? no in between. There was no in between. Yeah. But there's a bit of a magic about him, isn't there? Isn't there? Isn't there? He's. You can't. How do you explain what he is without giving it away? You I think you just have to say he. He's a gentle giant. He's a gentle... I think the best way I would sell the Green Mile is a gentle giant who literally, because he has the mind of a child, you legitimately... He, it, it's understandable that he wouldn't know his own strength. So yeah, yeah, had yeah. this crime been committed by him... It would be believable. It was, it, it was no way near something he would want to do. It was just because he didn't know his, but it's his still own happening. strength. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. The intelligent, yeah. the and educated would think, well... You still did it. <laughs> this is it. And this is the problem. But what, the fact that he's a black man. Yeah. As the story unravels, there becomes a question of, he's not the most educated man, so you can't get a true answer. But the more he talks, did he actually He's not capable it? of it. He's yeah, too soft to do it. Yeah. And um, there's no violence in him. And that's, that's one of the most powerful lines. Tom Hanks is in this. Um, Sam Rockwell, who is such a good villain in this, who plays Wild Bill, he's so good in this. Percy is one of the most vile characters ever put to screen. What he does to poor Edward by, you know, electrocuting him the way he does. It's just, oh! But no, Tom Hanks' line where he's he's talking to James Cromwell and and Bonnie Hunt, fuck me, what a cast. Um, But when James Cromwell, he's speaking to James Cromwell and he says, um, you know, I'm surrounded by violent men every day. I see violent men day in, day out, come and go. He's not a violent man. It really fucking makes the audience go, hmm, Mm. let's explore. And the movie explores so well. And it is, and I say this with pride, my favourite film of all time. It really is. It's the first film that ever made me cry. And it does it every fucking time I watch that movie, it sets me off. Do you know what? I, I said one thing I was going to say. This was a film that in pubescent times, men were very proud to say, it brought a tear to my eye. Yeah. Like, no one's actually like, no, no, no. But if you cried, you cried. Like, no. Everyone's like, you know what? Bro, Hi. I feel you. <laughs> I feel you. It, that fucking yeah. mouse at the end. Yeah. God. It sets me off every fucking time. Listen, if you haven't seen The Green Mile, mother, go, check it out. Check go it out. and check The Green Mile. This is, uh, this is one of the best films that's ever been made. <laughs> it's fucking incredible. Uh, intermission time. Quick intermission. Okay. Quick, quick, quick. Okay, guys. Boy, 
We're back. It's We're been back. a while. Um, if you don't know about us, we are two school friends from, well, it's 15 plus years. That's how we always like to sell it. Plus. Came together. Just, yeah, thank you for that. <laughs> we just came together, always guaranteed that one day we'll do something relating to something in the media. And it came about, Silver Screen Dudes. So we are here delivering to you guys. And we have a way of saying a thank you, Nico. Instagram prize time. So... We've got a winner this week, uh, not for this particular episode, but we did do uh, an Instagram win um, for our podcast next week, so we can reveal what it is. It's going to be the top 10 Tom Hardy movies, uh, and our winner was one of our old YouTube fans, August Fernandez. Hey, the man himself. Yes. Congratulations, sir. Congratulations. God, he wins a Godzilla plush toy. Nice. I know, I wanted nice. that shit. <laughs> <laughs> nice, I've seen it, yeah. Um, so yeah, basically our, we, our prizes are legit, they are real. All that you need to do to win a prize is to be uh, following us on our podcast, is to be subscribed to us on iTunes and following us on Instagram. And on Instagram, throughout the week, we will upload two movie posters next to each other and ask you, what do these two movies have in common? As each more movie posters are uploaded throughout the week, it becomes more and more obvious what the clue is. You answer right, you get one answer a day. You answer right, you win a prize. Simple as that. We pay for postage and packaging, all you get your prize. And you one. get a, it's not just have this or don't have this. You get a choice, yeah. big choice. You get From a choice. Loot Crate. Indeed. Cool, geeky stuff. They're nice guys. They're having some nice stuff and our winners have been happy. And you also get to pick a topic for us to discuss. Yes. Yeah. So uh, be okay. sure to follow us on Instagram and subscribe to it, the Movie Man Rushmore on iTunes and leave that five-star rating. Cool. Okay. You're number one. American History X. It's a point. <laughs> 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 okay. Well, I, I didn't even like prolong it. I just had a feeling, yeah, we had to be there. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. One of the best films ever. In my top ten. Easily. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I always remember um, a, a friend of mine, and he was like, American History X is my favourite movie. American History X is my favourite I'm like, what the fuck is this movie? Literally, I was like, what is this movie? Then the title just doesn't sound like it appeals to anyone. No, American. not at all. And you're like, what is this? And then you see this guy with a big swastika, and I'm like, dude, you're black. Like, I'm we're we're black guys. Yeah. Yeah. I've seen a guy with a swastika. He looks like a little bit racist. What do you mean American History X is your favourite movie? It's like, here, take the video. The next day I came back to him, I'm like, yo, American History X, man. That's <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you are. Oh. oh, it's incredible. Starring Edward Norton and Edward, Edward Furlong. Norton and Edward Furlong. Ethan Suppley from Remember the Titans in the, is in this. Yes, yes, yeah. Um, Feruza Bulk is in this, the, yeah. the goth check, basically. Um, no, it's Benjamin Sisko from Star Trek. Yeah. Face, I never remember his actual name. But it's yeah. an amazing cast. Um, but man, it's powerful. It's basically uh, it's set in California during the mid to late 90s. And it's, it plays with the elasticity of time, doesn't it? Because you kind of see a before and an after. Yeah. That's what's clever. And it's shot cleverly too, because the before is filmed in black and white, and the after is filmed in colour. Yeah. So even even the whole mise-en-scene of the movie is genius. There's very few movies that pull it off the way that yeah. this does. Yeah. And it's about the kind of this duality between these two brothers, played by Furlong and Norton. Norton being this diehard As radical... He's not the Nazi, he's like the mega Nazi, isn't it? He's, they call yeah, it, yeah, yeah. He's like the, like, yeah, the ultimate. But he's a product of the society around him, you know? You see in the flashback scenes that he became racist because of what happened to his dad. Yeah. You know? So, it's not like he was just 
born this way, as we talked about that YouTube video earlier. Kids are not born this way. He yeah. became this way through unfortunate circumstance. And then this fucking vulture called Cameron, basically, I think played by Rutger Hauer, basically, you know, radicalizes him. Yeah. Um, but then that gets too far. He ends up in prison. Um, then when he gets out, he's basically very reformed. Ultra reformed. But young brother now is young. trying to live up to be just like big brother. Yeah. And he's now getting influenced by Cameron. He's now trying to be that guy. Because put it this way, when Derek went down, mm. he was idolized yeah. by everyone in his camp. So this is why Ed Trelong just wants to be just like Big Bro. Yeah. Like he wants to be like the legend. And Big Bro needs yeah. to give him some and, real talk. And you know what do you know why this film always sticks out to me? Right? Is when Cameron says the line, and this is where you talk about the, the traits of a good villain, yeah? Cameron says, so it's okay for a black kid to write a book review on Malcolm X, but you get in trouble for writing a book about Mein Kampf. Yeah. And, and you it's spot stop, on. You, you stop, stop and think. And think, you're like, good point. It is a good point. Then you go a bit further and you're like, one didn't commit mass murder. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> you, you, have, you have to sit back and watch. But you can see how you can easily influence somebody. You could, For a person of minority who would have been a victim to what the Nazis have done, for you to go, hmm, <laughs> yeah. good point. It just proves it can make you stop and, and you can see how oh, you can influence people. It does make you stop and think like so hard and it's so sad what happens, you know, in this movie. The unfolding, it's... Uh, but it's, you know, that final speech that Furlong delivers, you know, he says a line which is hate is baggage and we go back to Latin. Yeah. Latin, produit Latin. Hate breeds hate. Listen. It's prevalent throughout the whole... All the movies on our list. Yeah. we got to wrap this up. Yeah. <laughs> okay. American well, History uh, X is there. I want to pitch Crash again. I, potentially. Potentially. I'm not against Crash. I want to mix it up a bit. Okay. I See, there's a few that stick out because they're like, not unlikely to be mentioned again. Um, I mean, I think To Kill a Mockingbird needs, maybe needs to make a mention. That's, for that, that's classic. It's really classic. Awesome. It's Gregory Peck. I think it's, it, we are about edutaining. I'm going to guess a lot of our listeners... Not all, but a lot won't have seen it. And it's a completely different perspective through the eyes of a kid. I can go with that. Okay. I can go um, with that. There's international feel to it. You know, you've got that end, you've got, hidden, you got District 9. See, if I was going to go to that end, I would go that end. Yeah, but then we've got the Spike Lee factor too, you this know. Is, this is Malcolm X, Black Klansman. Do the, right do, thing. Yeah, do the right thing see the Tuskegee Airmen kind of catches me as well as an interesting journey and then obviously we've still got Crash um, yeah and then there's also Shindlers Shindlers <laughs> this has made a rush more before as did Crash as did Crash so we've edutained for those two movies we've yeah. done our due diligence that's why I'm saying let's mix it up a bit Okay, so American History X is in. Yeah. What was? What else have we got? Or is that all we've got so far? Uh, we were talking to Kill a Mockingbird as well. To Kill a Mockingbird, yeah. So I'm we got two starts. <sighs> you see, Karina Karina could be interesting because it's not 
it's, it's that early stage. It's quite it's child not, related though, isn't it? So it's a bit close to Mockingbird, no? Yeah, 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 yeah. From a different, yeah, it's a different angle though, but yeah, I can see that. We need to put a Spike Lee. Yeah. We need to put one. Do we meet in the middle and go Honourable Malcolm X? <laughs> Which we haven't even spoken about. Did you say To Kill a Mockingbird was based off a true story? No. Well then let's put a true story. Be it Malcolm X. Black Klansman was also a true story. <sighs> We've both seen Malcolm X. We've both seen Malcolm X. <laughs> <laughs> that helps. Um, Fuck it, yeah, let's put Malcolm X yeah. in there, I'm fine with that. Yeah, yeah. It was an honourable, we didn't talk about it, but we've spoken about it previously. Yeah, and it didn't make it last time. So, yeah, yeah. alright, cool, cool, cool. Redemption from Malcolm X, cool. Uh, international? Len. Do it! Yeah, okay. Ladies and gentlemen, the official movie Mount Rushmore of movies about racial prejudice in no particular order are... American History X. Our second entry is... Malcolm X. Our third entry is... To Kill a Mockingbird. Our final entry into movies about racial prejudice is... Latin. Oh, that's a good list, boy. That's a big list. That's a good list. list. I'm proud of that list. Yeah, I, I could work with that. I could work with that. Okay, guys. X um, gonna give it to <laughs> X two right now, boy. Okay, guys. Um, yeah, X time. <laughs> exactly that. Yeah, there's <laughs> not much more I can say. Guys, time is catching up on us, so until the next time, do subscribe on all platforms. Until, and that is Silver Screen Dudes everywhere, or Movie Matt Rushmore on the iTunes. I'm the one AJ Anthony Jordan. I'm Nicole Rowe. See, See ya. ya.